WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. One of the busier roads in the area will be shut down all next week. The Berrien County Road Department announced today that Red Arrow Highway in Stevensville will have a total closure starting October 10th to allow for workers at the new Aldi construction site to install new utilities for the building. Located across from Meyer, the road will be closed to all through traffic from St. Joseph Avenue to John Beers Road, and posted detours will redirect drivers through downtown Stevensville via those roads. Here's Road Department Project Engineer Kevin Stack. So, I mean, the road will be cut open, and there'll be a big trench across the road dug, and they'll have to pour concrete and put asphalt back once they're done. Just for a week, okay. the contractor's going to push to have that only shut down for a week. To view a map of the affected area, you can go to our website. For additional questions, call the Berrien County Road Department at 925-1196. Don't be surprised when you pass by a gas station this week and see higher prices. The cost of gas skyrocketed overnight from uh, Wednesday to today with the average price for a gallon of regular gas in the state now at 433 That's a $0.10 jump from yesterday's average. Gas Buddies Patrick DeHaan says Midwest oil refinery fires are to blame for the price hike. Meanwhile, many are also worried about this week's announcement from OPEC that it's slashing oil production by 2 million barrels a day. However, DeHaan says that effect will be minimized for Michigan drivers. The impact won't be direct to Michigan gas pumps, that is, with relief on the way uh, because of refinery improvements. Prices will fall But because of OPEC's decision to cut production, they won't fall quite as far as they would have otherwise with a basic impact of the decision, I would estimate, at between 10 to 30 cents a gallon. DeHaan says the price per gallon will drop below $4 in the next few weeks. That's as long as there are no new refinery fires. The Berrien County Board of Commissioners is looking at ways to make the current county juvenile detention facility last a little longer as preparations are made to build a new one in Benton Township. Speaking at a meeting today, Commissioner Jim Curran said the administration committee has spoken with architecture and engineering firm Whiteman about some reliable short-term projects that could extend the life of the old facility in Berrien Center. The primary purpose in doing all this is because it's apparent, folks, that we're not going to build that new juvenile center tomorrow. We're going to have to use that old facility. And so what we're trying to posture right now is to make the old facility usable and well usable, not just put a Band-Aid on it, for another five to ten years. Curran said with construction costs too high at this time, the county commission would be unlikely to authorize the spending needed to build a new facility in the next year. Whiteman will be looking at things like the old facility's water and sewer system to make it more feasible for the county to continue operating it while plans are made for the new center. A study on the availability of broadband throughout Berrien County has been completed, and county commissioners have been given a preview. Speaking to colleagues today, Berrien County Commissioner Terry Freeling said, The parcel-by-parcel review of the county found that Berrien County has 12,000 parcels unserved by broadband, or about 15% of the county. The county has compiled the complete map to help it and local governments pursue broadband grants. I know that there have been some community maps that have been put together. Your communities have been reaching out to the task force to work on understanding those maps more. Freeling said a county broadband task force meeting was held last week with about 50 people on hand. They represented schools, libraries, medical facilities, and more. The county commission will get a full report on the survey at its meeting next week. 
County Administrator Brian DeSet previously told commissioners they'll probably not be surprised by which areas of the county are lacking in broadband. A new mural in honor of Olympic medalist and Buchanan native Hannah Roberts will be unveiled next week. Buchanan Community Development Director Richard Murphy says in the promotional video, the community teamed up with artist Jeff Zimmerman for the new mural on the side of the Honor Credit Union at 117 Redbud Trail. This is about a 100 feet long by 15 feet tall. Going to be filled with really exciting subject matter. We'll give you a little teaser. The subject matter will be Buchanan's hometown hero and BMX Olympian Hannah Roberts. The mural shows uh, Hannah Roberts taking to the air with a BMX. She won a silver medal in the women's BMX freestyle at the Tokyo Olympics in 2021. Murphy says her story shows anyone can start out in a small town and go on to achieve on the world stage. The dedication of the new mural will be next Wednesday at 4 p.m. at the Honor Credit Union in Buchanan. Lakeshore Diecast in Baroda is saving money by installing some solar panels. Vice President Adam Schaller told our partners at WSBT they've saved almost a half million dollars so far. The cost of all that electricity just kept going up, so I was looking to solve a problem of an ever-increasing electricity bill at the end of every month. The panels generate six to seven times more power than Lakeshore Diecast needs, so the surplus gets sold. Baroda Area Business Association President Steve Salisbury says solar can help cut costs for other businesses. I think... Over time, the cost of power continues to increase and increase and increase. You know, if we can rely more on solar or other forms of renewable energy, I think over time you would see that cost go down. Schaller spoke to the Baroda Business Association about his solar experience. And the number of Michigan residents abusing alcohol increased sharply during the pandemic, a problem that's been seen nationwide. However, as other states begin to see their consumption drop back to pre-pandemic levels, alcohol abuse in Michigan is still going up. Dr. Abdul Hassan Saad is a board-certified addiction specialist based in Dearborn. He says new laws in the state will make the problem even worse. We are starting to see self-service at bars and restaurants, which are permitted. Uh, Also, you have the curbside pickup and delivery on the rise. And uh, the younger people, like 17-year-olds, are able to serve alcohol now as well. Uh, these local, or excuse me, these laws are helping local businesses given the issues with finding employees and bartenders, but it's concerning given the accessibility to alcoholics in the state. Dr. Saad says the average Michigan resident consumes just under 1,000 alcoholic beverages each year. That's much higher than the national rate. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News now continues. President Biden took a legislative victory lap on job creation today at an IBM factory in New York. ABC's Avery Harper says it's part of the administration's effort to win over voters on the economy ahead of next month's midterm. The economy and inflation is of top concern as voters uh, cast their ballots. So uh, today was really an effort to tout those legislative wins, uh, to uh, talk about jobs, to uh, talk about manufacturing here at home and and boosting manufacturing here at home while keeping China at bay. It it remains to be seen if if this is going to be enough uh, to get voters out en masse to support Democrats. Uh, so that he can get even more of his agenda done post-November. 
President Biden is pardoning thousands of Americans convicted of simple possession of marijuana under federal law as his administration takes a dramatic step toward decriminalizing the drug and addressing charging practices that disproportionately affect people of color. He's also calling on governors to issue similar pardons for those convicted of state marijuana offenses, which reflect the vast majority of marijuana possession cases. Biden says the move reflects his position that no one should be in jail just for using or possessing marijuana. He said his action will ease the consequences for, quote, people who have prior federal convictions for marijuana possession who may be denied employment, housing, or educational opportunities as a result. A federal judge today rejected key parts of New York's new gun licensing law. More from ABC's Aaron Katursky. When the U.S. Supreme Court struck down the way in which New York issues gun permits, the state went to work on a new law that required applicants to have good moral character, disclose their social media accounts, and have an in-person meeting with the licensing officer. A federal judge in Syracuse issued a temporary restraining order on all of those. The judge also took issue with some of the so-called sensitive places where the state said guns would be off-limits. That includes theaters, stadiums, and museums. The decision also said the state cannot restrict concealed carry in Times Square. The state said it would appeal. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. Russian missile attacks have hit apartments in a southern Ukraine, killing three people and wounding at least 12. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky called the attacks absolute evil. The head of the U.N.'s nuclear watchdog said today in Kyiv his agency will increase the number of inspectors at Ukraine's second-largest nuclear plant from two to four. Ukrainian forces say they retook 400 square kilometers of territory from the Russians in the Kyrgyzstan region this month. That's one of the four regions Russia has illegally annexed. Elsewhere, several hundred Ukrainians fleeing Russian-occupied areas reportedly were detained near the Russian-Estonian border and were taken away on Russian trucks to an unknown destination. Groups of migrants have been bussed or flown to areas in the north, from Martha's Vineyard to Washington, D.C. to Chicago. ABC's Mallory Ford Broker spoke with the Chicago mayor, Lori Lightfoot, about She's calling a political stunt. As busloads of migrants continued to be sent from Texas to Chicago, New York, D.C. and beyond, Mayor Lightfoot says the humanitarian crisis is evolving. We are not going to let a state like Texas or Florida or New Mexico dictate to the entire country, let alone cities like Chicago, New York and D.C., what immigration policy is going to look like. Lightfoot says she is in constant conversation with mayors of those cities, and they all agree this is a national problem that needs a national solution. Mallory Vorbroker, ABC News, Chicago. Two Russians who said they fled the country to avoid military service have requested asylum in the U.S. after landing on a remote Alaskan island in the Bering Sea. That's according to information from U.S. Alaska U.S. Senator Lisa Murkowski's office. Karina Borger, a Murkowski spokesperson, said the office has been in communication with the U.S. Coast Guard and, Con- and Customs and Border Protection and that, quote, the Russian nationals reported they fled one of the coastal communities on the east coast of Russia to avoid compulsory military service. The agencies referred questions to the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, which did not immediately respond. Alaska's senators say the individuals landed at a beach near Gamble on St. Lawrence Island. A jury is set to begin deciding how much conspiracy theorist Alex Jones will have to pay in damages to families of the Sandy Hook Elementary School massacre. More from Aaron Katursky. After an attorney for families of victims defamed by Alex Jones suggested the InfoWars host pay at least a half billion dollars, defense attorney Norm Pattis balked. You have to do this, they told you in opening statements, to stop Alex Jones, but that's not why you're here. You're here to award a fair 
just and reasonable amount. Pattis conceded he represented a despised human being, but someone who still, he said, deserved equal justice. The family said Jones calling the 2012 massacre a hoax unleashed a torrent of threats, physical encounters, and other torment that has compounded their grief. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. Police say a baby girl, her parents, and uncle have been found dead in a central California orchard two days after they were kidnapped at gunpoint from their business. Sheriff Vern Warnke announced today the bodies were found in a Merced County orchard and told reporters, quote, our worst fears have been confirmed. The sheriff did not release any information about how and when police believed they were killed. He said the victims were close to each other when found by a farm worker in a remote area. The announcement came after authorities released surveillance video of a man kidnapping the eight-month-old or parents and uncle on Monday. Authorities say they were taken by a convicted robber who tried to kill himself a day after the kidnappings. And there's been some drama in the trial of a man charged in a deadly holiday attack in Wisconsin. More from Derek Dennis. A disruptive day in court for Daryl Brooks on trial and representing himself against charges. He drove a car through a Christmas parade in Waukesha, Wisconsin last year, killing six people and wounding dozens more. In court, the 40-year-old has made wild hand gestures, put his jacket over his head, and repeatedly interrupted Judge Jennifer Doro. He took his shirt off as well. He is threatening to throw and break items. Brooks pre- Previously pleaded not guilty by insanity, but his public defenders withdrew that plea, then withdrew from the case. His mother wrote a letter to the judge saying her son is not stable. Derek Dennis, ABC News. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.